It's time for the Mindcrack Podcast, episode 177. Mm. Hello, everybody. So right, Chad. Little... Was it right? It was, it was so like, right. So, it was right. so right. I made good stop and restart the recording because I didn't get it right the first time. <laughs> uh, good. Now, now the world is right. Everything is right. Whenever you were here, Chad, we were just like the kids, like in the Dr. Seuss book when Cat in the Hat came by. We didn't, we didn't even have topics. We just like couldn't think of anything to talk about. So we, and I don't even know if we did the intro right. We were just like, it's You're podcast such a dad. time. You're like, it's just like the Cat in the Hat book that I just read to my daughter. <laughs> like, I'm like, I haven't read Cat in the Hat. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, you know when the, the cat, cat comes by and then thing one and thing two and I mean, come on, I don't need a daughter to know about Cat in I'm the Hat. I'm just like I know about Cat in the Hat, but you're like you're just like the kids in the, when the beginning of the Cat in the Hat when the cat <laughs> comes by, and I'm like, I know who I don't cat know this situation, is, but I don't remember the story. Man, right. See, I, I read you, you. You're like a big, huge fan of Doctor Seuss. Aren't I you? am. I you am. Read those books. See, this isn't fair. This isn't. He's he lives in his own Doctor Seuss world. <laughs> I know. He's projecting. <laughs> no, uh, I would yeah. I would quote the Sneeches before I had a daughter. So I, I don't know. I, I those are good books. Those are books that teach children how the world is going to fuck them in the ass before they even know what their ass is <laughs> for, other than pooping. Jesus. Oh my God. I didn't realize there was sexual abuse in uh, Dr. Seuss books. No. Well, the world's the world is fucking you, and Dr. Seuss is here to let you know. You know, before he wrote kids' books, he wrote political uh, comics. Yeah. Cartoons, yeah. And he was also an asshole that uh, cheated on his wife, and uh, she killed herself. What? <laughs> I did not. Cody, you, did you ever hear this? She, uh, I, I she got cancer, and he just, like, fucked off, and... Uh, Slept with someone else, and <laughs> he was like, "This is not a beautiful mind. I'm gonna fucking leave." Uh, yeah, no, he was he was a terrible person. Wow, but he wrote good like books. my 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 childhood uh, Doctor Seuss memories were just ruined. No, no one else was, was like, a oh, fan no, of Doctor Seuss. No. I was really sad. It was like uh, it's like you know how whenever you find out Bill Cosby's a rapist. Well, yeah. I- I was always a little put off by everything Dr. Seuss. I really? didn't like the the rhymey stuff. I found it to be kind of I don't know, there's something about it that it felt like it was going to um like it was programming my brain to like launch a nightmare. Is what, <laughs> what it feels like. I can't really put my finger on it, but it's just yeah, it's sort of it's like a horror movie or something. Huh. It's like subliminal yeah. messages Watching the cartoons, yeah. definitely. Well, no, the books, not so much, but the no, cartoons, no, the, oh, the, hell yeah. The books, like, how does Green Eggs and Ham go? Like, I'm, Do you like Green I, Eggs I and Hams? We eat it on a tray, we eat it in the rain. Sam, I am. Yeah, Jeez. we eat it in the rain. Right, Why am I even like, trying? I have, we stuff, have the like... savant of, of Dr. Seuss right. here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the end, he <laughs> eats it, he likes it. That's the whole, that's a good, there's a good moral to the story. Try stuff. Whenever, whenever uh, my daughter's yeah, cousin was here one time, eggs and ham. Yeah, but yeah the try road, anything. The road to get to try the try rotten food is like Just... a stroll through an insane asylum. <laughs> That that's what bugs me. You know, it's like I, I just feel like I'm gonna end up in a corner. Like, <laughs> right, right. Hey, my green eggs in ham, Sam. I am. So, <sighs> you know, right. Like, okay. That's, okay. That's yeah. End up being my life. Okay, I see. So. But I mean, you have to get a book. You can't just be like, "Hey, listen, try shit." That doesn't that doesn't work as well. It doesn't stick with the kid, you know. Oh, I'm not denying. I'm not denying the the teaching the educational value. I'm not denying that at all. I was talking. 
personally. Right. No, I could see. I could it. see your point. Yeah, it's like. And and it gets crazier as it goes because it it flows like he's in the he's in the box with the fox and then and then he's in the car and then he the car gets on the train and like eventually the train runs off the tracks into the water, uh, yeah, they're just in the water and the train and driver's are, still just sitting there into, sinking into space and then the fourth dimension and I mean it just yeah. gets crazier and crazier and quarks and supernovas you don't remember <laughs> i might have just been i might have just been kind of like a crazy little kid or something because I, I feel like there was a lot of stuff like that where <coughs> i was afraid of of sort of like infinite regress like certain cartoons bothered me a lot too that would sort of have like this cyclical nature to them uh-huh basically like an infinite loop anything like that bothered me a lot huh oh, yeah. like that uh what's that fucking creepy cartoon the cat came back the cat came back the very next day we oh, thought he was a goner, but he just wouldn't stay away, away. Or, yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, that one had that sort of thing to it of like, I feel like this is gonna get in my head like an infection and kill right. me. Right. That was the fucking. Those were those in betweens that they would do on Nickelodeon, right? Like the the same animator had another one with the uh, the guy who was he would beat the egg. It's on the little egg, um, you know, little egg cup. He'd hit the egg yeah. with the spoon, and then his ceiling would break. He'd keep hitting it, and his ceiling would keep breaking. But he would just keep doing it until he would bust his whole house in on himself, and then it would sort of repeat. Awful. Huh. I hate it. Yeah. It's it's like a nightmare. (laughs) Anyway, go on. That's funny. I had, like, as a kid, I had, like, a phobia of, like, weirdly animated things. Like, in Dr. Seuss. Okay. My phone is going off. Uh, Dr. Seuss is one of them because a lot of the Dr. Seuss things were uh, animated really weird. And any of those, like, kind of weird like undulating animations like sometimes dr seuss characters would like go into a world where there's like like monsters that like don't have joints and like stuff like that and oh my the trees god were that... like like fuzz yeah would be like whoosh 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 like just yeah. flapping about <clears throat> that scared me a lot there was also this cartoon about something about like a needle and a bar of soap and i i really barely remember this but i remember that the animation was just super weird and there was like this moment where like a kid would like throw a needle at a witch. What the hell right, is going me. on? <laughs> That's some root beer there. Um, uh, he'd like throw this needle and then it would like grow into a needle pile or something. And it was just like was the weirdest, Seuss? scariest. No, I don't think it was. I, don't know I just book. remember going to my grandma's house and watching these freaky cartoons. Those are truffle trees, by the way, Co. Yeah. Yeah. And the Snorlax lives in it or something. <laughs> no, the Lorax is the fucking keeper of the world. Jesus Christ. He, he speaks for the trees, man. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Oh, um, my God. You can find out more at r slash trees. Uh, yeah, that's 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 what that subreddit is. <laughs> you probably can get into some Dr. Seuss. You hang out at our trees for a little while. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, we have a topic this week. I actually have a we topic. have a topic. We did it. Um, E3 is coming up here. Well, it'll be in the summer, but it's it's coming. The, sell, the sales of the tickets are coming up, and for the first time ever, it's completely open to the public. Any, last year, they did a little oh. test run, had 600 tickets available to the public. This year, ever. Yeah, no, it's ever. always been, it's never been open to the public. What about back in the the day? It's I always been yeah, always been media. 
Always. <laughs> it's always been always an industry. Only. Yep. Industry. Mm-hmm. Industry only. Yep. <clears throat> industry well, what did they do mean... then? So they it was it was media, and then they stopped allowing media. Last year, no, no. Last no, year they, they opened down. Up. Go ahead. The, sorry, the the it it's always been industry, and then one year they like went like super low end, like they sh- shut almost everything down. And I think the next year they stopped it, and then they came back. That was right after nine eleven. Yeah, like the 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 gaming industry was at like a low point basically because the the, uh, the recession ish. Um, I thought there was more to it than that because I, I, I remember there was like the uh, the the booth babes uh, controversy and uh, and then I thought they did something where they just decided okay we're not gonna do we're not gonna just even let media people anymore so it's just gonna be industry only and I thought it was like that for a while. I didn't know about this. Mm. I'm pretty sure that because. I do remember the the booth babe thing because it kept getting more and more like it would get ratcheted up every year to where it got to the kind of ridiculous levels huh. like well they don't have booth babes anymore porn levels no well they banned that they banned all uh, that stuff I see well last year they opened for the first time to just anybody there was six hundred people that were they they allowed to come in and this year it's just just wild and apparently. Well, before like tickets for like industry was like six hundred dollars. I think is is what. And how do you remember how much they Jesus were, Chad? Christ. Yeah, they're incredible. Like it's just it's like. Well, this year they're. I, I don't year? remember, but yeah, it's we've gone like that. the last two years, Chad and I and Sevitas. Uh But Microsoft. But we didn't pay six hundred. No, no. Microsoft gave us tickets, and then the year before that, I was media. I think broadband gave me a ticket the year before, but last year it was Microsoft. And Extra Life always has some extra badges too that uh, they offered. Um, I've never been. That would be wild. Well, this year's probably going to suck. I mean, to sound, not to sound yeah. like a dick, but the great I thing know. about E3 is that it's not like PAX where you're overwhelmed it's with not a, a fan million convention. people. Yeah. You walk up to someone and you're like, hi, my name's Chad. And it doesn't matter what you say. They're going to take you seriously because you're at E3. Because you, you've gotten yeah. past the, the process. Right. It's all industry. Um, so you're there to talk to the game developers and to that sort of thing. It's not a fan convention. And now it sounds like it is. And the tickets are $150 now, too. That's yeah. A, that's I don't pretty know. steep. I don't think there's going to be a ton of fans that are going to pay Is that for the whole weekend? Yeah. That's it, really cool because tickets to PAX are uh, $80 a day. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess maybe they will then. Yeah. tickets. This is cheaper than PAX. Isn't, uh, can't, isn't yeah. the three-day pass cheaper than that, though? I think you're right. Yeah. Actually, I, don't, I, I guess I haven't bought PAX tickets in a long time. Maybe I'm even completely wrong about PAX tickets. But it's, uh, it's still at least $150 you're going to spend to go to PAX. Hmm. Yeah, I okay. Maybe, maybe they will then. Maybe that's not so steep. And it's if if it's I'm assuming the the industry's not going to change what they do there. So like compared to what you get at PAX, it's like a much grander show. You know, there's like like the yeah. booths are like insane at E3. Right. Yeah. Like I had no basis for comparison. I didn't even know what it would what it was like there. Um, so I guess this would change what it what it is like what they do. Yeah, they I'm kind of worried. Like I, I agree with with Good. Like it, like I'm afraid I'm going to sound like a complete dick, but yeah, sound like it, you're like he, entitled or something. That's how I feel. Like I'm I sound. super fucking entitled. The thing was is that you know early it, y- you 
you could get it if you were a really dedicated fan you could get in i've seen plenty of people like that either found someone that they could kind of glom onto or they have a blog that really isn't like a big media outlet that they've you know or that they they develop they say they're developing their own game but they really haven't done anything and they just like bluff their way in you know so there was always still a kind of a way for fans to get in but you did have to like uh kind of <laughs> lie a bit but this is but, different because it's actually changing <clears throat> the context of the events right exactly it's like one of the things that I kind of hate about PAX is like I'll walk up to a booth and I'll say, oh, man, I really want to talk to someone. And they go, oh, well, we're, we're selling T-shirts. <laughs> like, that's not what I want. Yeah, it's like, right. I want to talk to a developer. I want to talk to your PR person. I want to talk to someone. And they're like, oh, they're not here. And that was the greatest thing about E3 is you say, I want to talk to someone. And you're immediately handed off to a PR person or, or you know, a representative that can actually help you. Um, and that would just really suck if there is there's now no longer a resource. Uh, you know, now even at E3, they're like, oh, well, we'll sell you a T-shirt. I mean, that's well, going to have to change. Uh, see, I imagine that's gonna, there's going to be a lot of that now. There's going to be a lot of the booths yeah. are going to change from just like a PR setup to uh, also a merch <clears throat> setup, I imagine. Right. There is going to oh, be yeah. that now. Yeah. I, I think a lot of these kind of things might be kind of suffering from being old-fashioned anyway. Yeah. Um, because, like, they back in the day, they made a lot of sense because that was, a, that was a way you could get everybody in the industry in one spot and you could do things. But now the internet is, is pretty much like, why, why, do you, why should you waste that much money and effort? Because the other thing about these things... Uh, like I've been in other industries and I've been to these events and stuff. And I mean, you guys know some of the behind the scenes details of like cons um, and how much like booths cost and how much of a racket some of these things can really be like, like if you've established yourself and obviously E3 has as being like the thing, the industry convention or expo or whatever, then you basically get like free money because right. everybody feels like they have to go to your thing. And uh and people will give you like exclusives and stuff. Like we could announce at any time, but I guess we'll announce at E3. Right. <clears throat> but now I mean like Nintendo kind of has over the past few years has given E3 the finger. Yeah. Um right. and they've well, done last all year their they stuff didn't, just online. Last year. Yeah, the last year they went they 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 had a small presence. No, they it? had a ginormous they were, Zelda. Booth. They had a full yeah, presence, huge. but it was only one game. Yeah, the whole booth was as See, big as like <clears throat> any of the other game. booths. Zelda. They they read they, oh, they created like the, the world of Zelda. It's like you could. And the line right. was so long. I never actually went in there. Right, you had to get in line so, like when the, the show the thing opened. That, yeah. sit there for like six hours. The, the thing, thing is, that. Go ahead. <laughs> there is Actually, a thing, said, and both of you have. You them. said the thing. You said the There's thing. There's so many things. The thing. You're thing one. I'm thing two. <laughs> <laughs> and remember where the cat in the hat comes by, and the kids are just what the fuck. I think um, he's the cat in the hat in this situation. Exactly. <laughs> uh, here, mine's pretty quick. Is is there's still I think no matter how much the internet is a, is a presence, there's still people who are going to be influencers. And they're all going to be in one location, and people can create a scenario where it it impresses them. 
and getting and because I've worked with companies like Microsoft or Nintendo or whatever, and they're big enough that they could have a press conference to get all those influencers into one room in five different cities. Those huge companies can do that. But medium-sized companies and even some big names like, like let's say Activision or something like that, you know, they probably don't want to spend the money to get so, you know, in every city, you know, have some press conference. That's what a convention in E3 would still be really good about is to get people in the room and play the game. I, I've been I've been in a small, <coughs> you know, like startup type of situation where you're trying to you're trying to be relevant in the industry, and uh, so you go to those conventions, and you you have to have a presence. You want to have a presence so people will come and look at you and whatever. But the thing is, is that when you're a small company and you're not you're not successful yet, you're not bringing in sales yet. Those are very expensive things to do because you have to send a bunch of employees somewhere, maybe across the country. You have to pay for the booth. You have to get print materials or giveaways or goodies or whatever. You have to bring and set up or buy equipment to demonstrate whatever it is that you are selling. Yeah, booth and set up. Yeah, it's it's hotels super for everyone. Yeah, it Flights, can wipe out a small travel. company. So I'm. It yeah. makes me wonder how advan- how advantageous it is. Maybe it's maybe it's more advantageous for like the medium companies. That are not small, right. not too huge, somewhere in the middle. Maybe those are the ones that really benefit from it the most, right? But right, like like yeah. I could see there's plenty of of developers or games that I can see that uh, you know I'm just kind of thinking of, of the medium sized booths. Um, like I think we saw some uh, horror game or something, you know, like. It, that I think is really where these conventions shine. But I'm just saying that it is. <laughs> I'm not saying that I know what's right or wrong about all this. I'm just saying that it is definitely different today than it was in the '90s when a lot of this stuff. This was the only way to know about it. Was you know you worked for Nintendo Power or or well they probably got their stuff straight from Nintendo but like I don't know. Next Generation Magazine or... Game Informer, yeah. Game Informer, right. And you had to go to something like E3 to to really get the scoop on what was was happening. Or you had to, like, go, like, what, cold call around and try to get scoops from people who work at the companies or something or, or whatever when it's not E3, right? So E3 just brought it all into one spot, and that made sense in the days of, like, when people got information from magazines, but... yeah. I just wonder if it's going to change. I mean, I feel like we, I guess I feel like we have enough of this convention already. We have, we have 17,000 PAXs and so on. And you could just, I don't know. I I wonder, will Microsoft still and Sony still spend like three quarters of a million dollars to build this warehouse inside of a convention center at E3? Or will they do what they do at PAX now? Because now it's now another PAX with a different name. That's, that's why I was. That's why I'm kind of bringing up the question is because it feels like if they're doing this, they're they they're doing if they're making such a significant change that actually changes what their event might actually even be, then they must have a reason for doing so. Like maybe they're struggling, maybe they need another source of income, and that's why they're doing it or something like that. Because it seems it seems like a dangerous move, uh, based off of the fact that it, like you say, it does potentially change the entire context of the event. Which would make it pointless to have when we've already got stuff like packs and, and so forth. 
Yeah. It's going to be weird. Yeah. Well, take us yeah, on Monday I, if you want to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm worried no, that it, it's... Yeah. No, I can't. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Only time can tell. And and maybe uh, maybe the end of the E3 media blitz is over. It's crazy how but. different it is, man. I mean, it used to be you knew that E3 happened in May and you would look forward to the week or so after E3 when the magazines would come out and you'd learn. Or, or the month after E3, right? Like, uh-huh. there'd be the June volume that would have all the E3 stuff. And uh, today, now we watch it fucking live on the internet. We know everything the instant it happens. Yeah. Right. There, there's there's right. no gap at all. It's just as right. soon as they say it, we know it. We're there. Which I guess <laughs> those sort of things will still be not open. Like the the Microsoft press conference, the Sony press conference, all the all the all the press conferences that they do are not even press held only. at the hell. They happen before E3. They happen before the convention right. actually Days starts. Before, yeah. So um, it must feel weird though to be in this press only event that's being live streamed to everybody like i can't wait to go out and write about this thing that everybody's already watching while i'm in yeah, the yeah yeah as an industry yeah, yeah yeah i could sit at home and watch it live and write about it and get it online faster than being there that's true yeah. <laughs> well i think that's why one like a lot of the video game developer or, or sorry reporters I've gone a lot more mainstream. Like if you look at IGN over the years, it's gone. It's so effing mainstream. It, they talk about TV shows. They talk about comics. Wow. They talk about, you know, all sorts of other stuff. And general they also talk about games. Yeah. General yeah. entertainment, because it's really hard to get a scoop any, any more. And so you're kind of going for the layman instead of the, uh, you know, the, the <clears throat> enthusiast, because the enthusiast is going to watch the live stream and doesn't need to look at IGN. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting um, stuff. Interesting. It's also just like the the you're right. Like from a from a startup point of view, okay. So I could spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars or thousands of dollars at least to go to a convention, or <clears throat> I I could spend sixty bucks for Adobe Creative Cloud and edit my own video and put it on YouTube for free and see if I can generate hype you know, that way or, or you know, right. some clever thing that way. And <clears throat> one reaches potentially the entire world through the internet and the other one reaches whoever decided to go to this convention and you're just hoping on a lark that some you get discovered by someone yeah. at the convention. Nothing sucks more than putting a huge amount of effort into travel to a fucking convention, set up a booth, and do all this shit, and show stuff to people. And <laughs> then after all of that, you come away from it and you feel like, did we even did we did we get a, our our money's worth at all? Was it worth spending a single dollar to do this? Let alone ten or twenty thousand dollars. Having vault booths at packs now. I don't know how people get their money back. Like, right? Like the small game companies. Like they, I don't know what. I don't. I, if their game is not ready to ship yet, I don't know what they're doing there. They. It has to be a loss. Right. Has to be. Right. Like yeah, that just goes into the market. Is budget. it needed? Right. Like I'm not saying it isn't, but it's a weird. It's it's hard to think about. Like, well, what are you getting out of that networking? Yeah. That's, I think, right. Well, I mean, yeah. You say, start right? using like. 
words that are basically invisible, like we had presents. Um, we had, you know, uh, I feel like we got a lot of legitimacy um, from this rewards. Booth. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and and to be honest, that's true. There's a lot of games that I probably wouldn't have ever considered as big hitters in the industry, like Evolve, uh, without seeing it take over a huge booth at PAX. Honestly, then, Evolve... You have to wonder if, if, if they if got I had, their money back. <laughs> no, no, they sure as fuck did. And that's the funny thing about Evolve. Right? I, if, if I had just seen the game, if I just played the game, I wouldn't have given it five minutes. But their booth right. was so fantastic that I really would look forward right, to playing monster. the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had like a million dollars sunk into that booth. That monster probably can't <laughs> Some get work now. No, that monster's... dumpster. Yeah. Probably burned it. Um, they're gonna repaint it for a different IP later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, but you know, like that's happened. Evolved, man. But like, there's been plenty of times where I see a giant ass booth, and I think, "Wow, this must be a really popular game," and just my perception of it being a popular game kind of makes it more popular, yeah, in my yeah. opinion. That's, there's that's, definitely some indie games that I never would have found. Sorry, Kay. No, no, go ahead. That was all. It's many as one Okay. I was gonna say it's that's the problem with this all of this is that it's kinda of hard to measure. Right. You can you can say like, well because my first thought was, well, does it matter showing it to the ten or twenty or thirty thousand people attending this thing? And but then, well, maybe they're making a video about it and telling their friends about it and you know, but like you can't really put your finger on like what if this is ne- really necessary or not, especially when you've got things where somebody just stumbled upon gold and it just it's just like a lightning bolt and they didn't have to do a damn thing, you know. Like Minecraft was a uh, a Java applet in a web page, right? And that's right. I think just about all the advertisement that was ever done, apart from like discussion threads. But they weren't advertisements; they were discussion threads in TigSource or wherever it was about you know development. Yeah. But the 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 idea itself was so powerful that it took off all on its own. Or like um, you know the the five uh, Five Nights at Freddy's guy and his games. I don't think that uh, I don't think he's ever done any any booth stuff, has he? Ever maybe recently, really but it was already it had already exploded. You know, yeah, like it was basically a YouTube trailer, a game on Steam. Yeah, yeah, success. I, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah I think YouTube picked stuff. it up. Yeah, I guess the yeah. best thing you could do is just make a really good game. Yeah, well, and he's a good example because before that, he had a lot of stuff that he he tried a lot of things that nobody liked. Hmm. So right, same thing with Notch is like. There wasn't anything that people were looking at, at him going, oh, can't wait. What's yeah. next? I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. Is is it, 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 there? There's some formula that I think is basically un, un uh, you can't, you couldn't know what it is. That some some things don't need any presence at all. Some things don't need booths. Some things don't need that at all. And I mean, evolve is a good point. Uh, like. I don't know. It's a double-edged sword because uh, my perception of that game was raised because of the booth, but at the end of the day, I don't know. Did it? Did it? Wasn't a, yeah, a great game, yeah. but it could help. It could help like a great game that nobody knows about. 
Well, they suffered from that whole... I don't even know what to call it. Like, marketing cynicism, something or other. Like, they did they did some really... The, the developers weren't really the ones to blame there. The company, I think it was... What was it? Uh, I can't remember. I even the publisher. Who Evolve. Who Turtle, made... Turtle Rock Studios made Evolve. They were the ones who originally made Left 4 Dead before Valve uh, bought that. Okay. And... So that's why Evolve is also kind of a a unique uh, multiplayer, like a, a unique take on multiplayer. So it's kind of like that was their shtick. Uh, but the the publisher that they had kind of fucked them because they were trying to sell DLC before the game was even out. That was the game where the they had said it's <clears throat> it's built for <laughs> it's built for DLC. The best handling of dlc of any game ever I know, uh, which I was this. said that's great though yeah yeah it was it was not well received um and just lots of little fumbles like that in the marketing side of things and uh and then the game itself didn't really live up strong enough to support all that that they had built up you know and then they they put a lot. Sorry, but they put a lot of effort into uh, into fixing those things and made the game good, and they made it free to play even oh, before they? the end. But then, right when things looked like they were going good, apparently the the publisher was like, "And eh, we don't want to do it anymore," and they just killed it. <laughs> oh, it's completely dead. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. Wow, there's no server. Oh, wow. So if I, you I bought the game, I think it's just gone. I don't know. Huh? It's like, is it in our Steam library still? Maybe. I'm just recounting the tale. Yeah. I mean, I don't have every single detail <clears throat> maybe correct, but... Well, talking about the gameplay, like the, the idea of one monster and people going after it, all that, the, there's that Jason game that's being made, Friday the 13th. I don't know if it's still being made. It was it was a big deal was made at the last E3. Um, yeah. Yeah, it still it's, exists as far as I know. I don't know. That's yeah. the same I mean, I, I, mechanic, though. Like, is that nah. going to fail, you think? It's not the same mechanic, because... It's not. It's not a shooter for one. Uh, extreme. It's really. It sounds similar, but it's extremely different. <laughs> so it. I don't think you can judge uh, Friday Thirteenth off of Evolve. Okay. Yeah, it's very. What's very that different. one game that Paws liked a lot that you also played, where there's the one monster? Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I couldn't get into that either. I don't know. I guess I don't like that kind of gameplay. Yeah, I don't uh, like that type of gameplay. It's either. it's hard to get into initially because it's so. It's a little bit off-putting at first, and uh, but I think it's a good game. There, unfortunately, are other things about the game that I think, like, they they really had bad matchmaking problems, and that is sad because mm-hmm. if that kills it, it's like it was a fun game. It just needed matchmaking to work. Just make that work, right? But uh, yeah. I think I guess my I mean, problem with those kind of games is if you're bad, there's there's like a learning curve, and if you get into it late. You can't. I feel like like I, when we played, I felt like Paws had played a billion hours because that's what Paws does, and so he's really good at any of the characters. So if you're the monster and you're trying to learn the monster, Paws is off winning. If you're the player and he's the monster, Paws is off killing you. So it's like I just want to. I wanted the ability to learn the game, and if you're playing with someone that's played a million hours of it, you don't get that opportunity. I think I think it's safe to say that that's not the game's fault. Although it would have been nice if they would have had like a training mode, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm not blaming the game. I guess I'm just blaming that like that archetype of a game. It's hard 
there, there, there's no there's no opportunity. It doesn't need like a training mode or something like an opportunity to learn the game. I guess. Right. Yeah. And I think that's just. I don't think it's the archetype either. Really, those all three of the games that you've you've mentioned. So Evolve, Friday Thirteenth, and then Dead by Daylight. They're all actually very different, even though it seems like they would be the same, right? Because you've got the multiple multiplayer of uneven teams. That seems like the genre, but the uh, mechanics of the gameplay in all three of those games are severely different. Um, like in Evolve, you know, you you try to kill the monster, and the monster tries to kill you, and it's much more traditional in its gameplay, other than unbalanced teams. Friday the Thirteenth. The one player tries to kill everybody, and I think the only objective for the other players is to survive. I don't think they can kill Jason. Hmm. I think they just have to try to not get killed, <laughs> uh, which is pretty different. And then uh, in Dead by Daylight, Dead by Daylight is similar-ish, cause, probably because they're both horror-themed. Like, I, You can't kill the uh, monster, but there are multiple different things that the players can do to, to you know, try to survive. They can either be killed by the monster or... you know escape there's multiple exits there's items they can get and use and da 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 they're very different and i don't know yeah end of thought <laughs> i hope the jason games are good that's that's what i was sitting here thinking is because i always liked i always loved I that the, the nintendo it, jason game but uh that was a bad game it is you oh heard? god the, the nes one is awful yeah i loved it though. i played the <laughs> shit out of that stupid game <laughs> It's probably my most rented because game Because your name's Jason. I hated that. I hated that growing up. Oh, boy. Yeah, but, that sounds awful. Yeah. Do you have any friends named Freddy? Oh, God. That one, actually, now I don't ever remember hearing that, but I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I made a new one. Yeah. This late in the game. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Do you have any other topics? I guess we don't, do we? We talk about politics. Um, <laughs> politics go so how do you guys feel about the recent texas uh state elections <laughs> my local elections i want to know uh, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. i'm sure um, they went really well yeah i'm sure i'm sure i don't who 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 follows who follows not me i'm looking for uh questions uh for ask crack maybe we should just move on to that and then i'll try to find some yeah well i have one here cool dear pod crackers i would like to know you guys' opinions about pictures and videos recorded vertically with smartphones commonly shared on social media and that question was brought to you by d whiz all your your dick whiz needs i don't understand how the how it happens it almost feels like the device should inform you that you're doing it wrong. I I can't I, I don't understand why they haven't made phones that record the the non-vertical video when you're holding your phone vertically. It's not that difficult. Just change the sensor, just rotate it 90 degrees so you can ro- you can record horizontally but holding your phone vertically. That's a good point. It should always, it should only do that. In fact, the Pixel should probably, it was, you know, 1920 by 1080. It should just be 1920 by 1920. So you can, no matter which way, it's always the correct way. 
and then they'll just crop out the pixels that you're not using. So if you hold it on your side, you got 1920 by 1080 because it's not using the other pixels. And you hold it up, 1920 by 1080 because you're not using the other pixels. Make a square sensor. Who the fuck cares? What? <laughs> Don't what? you? I, I, I do. So if you're watching a video on YouTube, you're fine with like, like, like yeah, the black bars black here. Wow, yeah, what an interesting yeah. thing that happened. Yeah, you're yeah, fine yeah. with that? Yeah, you know why? Because everything that's filmed in that format is fucking retarded. Who the fuck cares? It's not a movie. It's just somebody's You're like, fucking cat this is taking a-, a shit on their dog's face. I don't need that in high fidelity. I don't give a damn. Who cares? You're like, in it's fact, it's a badge. It's a, it tells me that this is a shit video. It's it's worthless to give a fuck about. It's a clue. You know that your average person doesn't even under. They, you said 1920 by 1080. They don't know what the fuck that means. Is that a planet in outer space? They don't <laughs> fucking know. They're not going to try to do this. They don't give a shit. They don't know what they're doing. It just sucks when it is, it's it's something more important than a fucking cat video. Unless when it's like, what, like an actual, like, like historic event. exploding and people are... Well, no. I mean, like, there's been plenty of, of historic events where people are around and none of them fucking bother to fucking turn their phone the correct way. You know, like maybe there's a uh, an assassination or something that's like very newsworthy. I don't know. I'm making shit up. Uh, I want to watch the cat shit on the dog's video. head now. Why did the dog just sit there? I need that in high fidelity. I need that in 1080p. I'm just, I'm just saying, there's no point in giving a shit about it unless we are going to do what Good said and actually force people to but, but prevent people from recording <laughs> in vertical format. I think like we should. They just can't do it, no matter how they hold the phone. It's because you're not going to get people to stop doing that. So, because this is just how they hold their phone. So naturally, they just hit the record button, and it's already like this. They're not. They don't care. They should. It fucked my head up whenever Vine required that you hold your phone that direction. You couldn't do well, a Vine. Yeah, but... Vine was always square. I didn't expect that. Yeah, they forced it to be square. Yeah, so they kind of. In their case, it didn't matter which way you held it, even though they forced you to hold it vertically. Yeah. The end result would be the same. Nico's My dog's are barking. <laughs> the, the camera police are here. <laughs> they disagree yeah. with your point of view. Uh, mm, well, at least me and Chad yeah. are human beings in this yeah, podcast. At least, yeah. I mean, and, and there are some situations. I am too. <laughs> I don't like it. I didn't say I like it. I just said I don't I don't give a shit. You should I don't shit. Give a shit. Now there is a good there is a I do give a shit. And there is a reason <laughs> that some vertical video should exist. And that's in apps that share video where the app is normally vertical, like in Snapchat, right? Like if I'm recording a Snapchat video, I actually hate it when someone records a Snapchat video on its side. Because I'm sitting here looking at the app, clicking through my stuff. It's like, uh-oh, oh, there's, oh, there's something. Oh, I got I to gotta look at that on this side. And then you go back and everything else is vertical. Um, it seems like uh, if the app is vertical, vertical video is okay. Unless you're on YouTube. YouTube's app is not fucking vertical video. Um, <laughs> you're typing that in, not even in the podcast chat, Co. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is like talking about one thing, and you're just like, "Here I come with some information." That's great. <laughs> uh, 
Mm. I didn't even see yeah, that. Well, it's gone now. It's fine. <laughs> uh, let's I move on to the it. next Special question. message. Next question. Hey, uh, by the way, just warning. I haven't actually read your question because I'm super dyslexic, but it seems like it's written well English. So, uh, Well English. Well, it certainly wasn't spoken in it. There you go. Um, well, that's English. Hard Truck, number one, says, Yellow Minecracker and guests. On the subject of mobile games, I think the touchscreen technology is going to have to get a lot better than what it is being offered in today's market. In today market, uh, because on are you sure this has been well English? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because on most smartphone that have multi-touch screen technology for things like viewing photos and web pages, etc., the technology does not, however, work well with mobile games. <laughs> And require you to have two or more fingers on the screen at the same time during gameplay. For this reason, my question is when and how do you think touch technology will well evolve? Thank you for answering. Happy holidays. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> I'd like to apologize. <laughs> no, it was fine. I just made sure to read all the, all the grammatical errors since you said it was so, so well written. Well English. Um. You know, I bought Don't Starve for the uh, iOS a couple days ago. You're going to answer that question? And uh, What was the question? Basically, like, touchscreen technology. I think it's fine. That was what I was going to say. Is I played Don't Starve for, like, six hours on my I- iPad really? yesterday. And uh, I touched around just fine. Picked up the sticks and did the thing. <laughs> and then I got died to a fucking tree guard because playing on iOS is stupid. Because of touchscreen technology? No, because trying to click around and run away from a tree guard and hit the tree guard with your just your fingers is you yeah, need, you need a mouse and a screen. keyboard for that shit. So I'm never playing yeah. that game again. Well, how do you right click? Do you use two? When do you when do you ever right click? And what do you mean with a shovel? Like if you're trying to pick up a thing? Um, oh, I guess you just use the same thing. Yeah, and a shovel just picks shit up. That's all shovel does. Yeah, if you have the shovel equipped, it just shovel shit whenever yeah. you click it. Yeah, okay. things like uh, planting. That, that's I got that, that. That's an example. So when you plant something instead of dropping it on the ground, it, like a pine cone, um, that that is a right click. And for that, it, oh. whenever you whenever you let go of the pine cone, it gives you a little dialogue, and you have to tap again oh. and choose which one you want. Gotcha. Plant or pick up. Gotcha. When do you think touchpad will become keyboard mouse? <laughs> <laughs> Never. I don't. I don't think touch screens are bad though. Are they bad? I think the game has to be developed specifically for a touchscreen. Yeah. But the shit works. Like, you touch and it works, right? Like. What do you think your daughter, like, she's grown up where everything is touch, right? Well, that's the fucked up you thing think- is you're, like, and you're in the mall or something and there's, like, a monitor and it's got, like, words on it. She's touching them. Like, why Why this not work? Like, Yeah. Why, why is this not contextual? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. She says those that sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do you think that she's going to prefer came out. a touch? <laughs> she, she said that the first first words. <laughs> yeah. Why is this not contextual? What the fuck? Popped out. Why is this not contextual? What the fuck? <laughs> um, You're like, can you say daddy? You're like, no. It's not contextual, you fuck. Is what she said <laughs> yeah, in response yeah. to that. <laughs> um, uh well, have you ever watched a little kid play fucking Minecraft? Remember at, at Play Uncon while these kids are playing Minecraft on their iPads and it's just like yeah. they're really fucking good at it? Like yeah. how do you do that? Like, so maybe, maybe that maybe, you know, it's <laughs> it sounds so old. 
How do you do that? It blows me away to watch a kid play Minecraft on an iPad and be really good at it. Like, I don't yeah. know. Because I, I, I try to play. you have like, one option, you, you, you really get good at that option. I guess you're right. Like, That's really what it is. Like, if you were but, one of those poor kids who was relocated to, like, a trackball mouse... Oh, that's what Dad wanted to use. Then you you play first person shooter games with your thumb on that fucking ball, right? Uh, I mean, was that do you? you think that given the option? Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like there's some deep deep. No, not 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 for me. I just I you know you go to a friend's house, you see this fucking trackball mouse, you're like, what the fuck is that? My uh, my cousin on preferred it. On the bottom preferred it for warcraft he like he it was his computer he got to choose and he chose that and i watched him play warcraft with it and like he was really fucking good at it so it was another one of those moments like watching the kid on the ipad with the minecraft it's like how the fuck are you so good at using that little ball like whenever you bring it up there's a lot of people who are like yes i preferred that that was better uh they're really adamant about it they still make those they're really wrong but uh they're 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 (laughs) I don't think that they're. They might still get made, maybe. Uh, but you remember they were like fucking super common in the early days of computers. Like you could, everybody was making trackball mice. That was an that was the alternative to a regular mouse. But obviously, one format won over the other. <laughs> I, I still feel like mice can Walmart get better, right? Like we're still mice are still not where they need to be. I don't think. Aren't they? I don't think so. I feel like. I don't know, maybe I just haven't ever had the, uh, the right mouse. Like, I'm still picking my mouse up and moving him around. Like, I, I, I don't, I, especially like... Well, that's like, that's th- sensitivity, I mean... But that's the thing, is <clears throat> I don't want super high sensitivity, but I need to get from monitor fucking in the other room to this monitor over here now that I have so many monitors. Like, <clears throat> I mean, right. this is a silly, silly, silly thing to have a problem with, but I don't know, there's probably a way... Maybe it's maybe this maybe it's not the hardware. Maybe this is on the software side. Where I don't know, I don't know. Well, I mean, you have you have a lot of customization available to you. There's acceleration. There's you can have a different sensitivity in your desktop than you do in games or something. Uh, I like, you know, I've got. Can this, you do that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I mean, you it's most like a games, Windows you set the sensitivity and oh yeah, Windows yeah. has mouse settings and you know this mouse that I use, which is. The same one as Justin. He recommended it, basically. But it's got a button on the bottom, this little light here, and then I can, if I want to change the sensitivity. For Like I said, it, I, I use a really low sensitivity for games because then you get more, you know, mm-hmm. precise uh, aiming. But on my desktop, I don't like that. So then I hit the button and put it back to, you know. Right. I, it's I weird the, the button is on the bottom. The desktop. It's weird you yeah. have to pick up your mouse to do a thing. That is weird. I mean, I've had other mice where it's like on the top behind the mouse yeah. wheel, stuff like that. Mouse, but yeah, exactly. I think the intention for that was that you would never bump it. Yeah, yeah. Makes and sense. actually, in use, it's like I don't ever have to touch it most of the time, unless it's like I'm going into a game or I'm exiting a game. So, eh, feels okay. Hmm. All right. <laughs> I, I think the mouse is a pretty well explored piece of technology. You think it would ever change? I think the only thing that really would be um, different would be wherever we end up going with VR. Right, and AR. Um, yeah, because, yeah, like gestures yeah. could be pretty different, um, maybe better. 
And in VR, you kind of wave wands around. Around. You wave wands around. And, yeah, uh, yeah it's real good. <laughs> um, <laughs> How quick do you think... Maybe the combination of that with, with gestures, right? So that you have more... Like, you have the um, use of your digits in right. these virtual, virtual worlds would be pretty uh, crazy. How quickly do you think we'll go from where we're at right now with all this fucking monitors and shit sitting on our desk to just a visor ar that would be i think that that has a uh a a really strong future like i think that that's what's going to happen because it just makes all this impractical right i'm saying how quickly i know i I mean i definitely think that's where we're going quickly yeah Uh, i don't know probably not quickly such a shame i don't think a visor I, i think setting something on your head uh, like even these headphones, you know, kind of get annoying after a while. I think that it, it should be something that you sit down and it's there. You don't have to set anything on your face. See, yeah. I disagree because I want it to be mobile like me. Like I want to be able to get up. <laughs> I'm a mobile person. <laughs> yeah. I need a mobile solution. <laughs> right. you, you can use it like either way though, really. You know, you don't have to wear it around. You could sit at your desk, put it on, and there you go. Um, but I'm sure it, that there's going to be a visor solution. Well, there is something to that weird uh, reality of both VR and AR where I think that best example is you could buy a, uh, a 70 or 80 inch television and buy a mount and screw the mount into your wall and put the mounts on the back of the TV and mount that on the fucking wall and then hook up all the cables, blah, 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 blah. Or you can go into your VR theater where you just put a headset on your head you don't have to own a giant TV. You don't have to install a giant TV. You just go and watch movies on what feels still the same as a uh, an 80-inch television or whatever, or bigger or whatever. You could feel like you're in a real theater at home. But then with the AR, it's, it's interesting because that really replaces having to buy the TV. Like, you can sit on your couch, you have a blank wall in front of you, but then you put on your AR headset and your whatever you're watching is projected onto the wall in front of you. Right. And it feels like you're watching a a huge television. So why bother to have the huge television? That's what I want. I want that in my life so bad. I want HoloLens to get there right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the most like, it's like a- interesting thing to me that like conveys how it would be used in the home. Like why not why not do that? But I think people will not really want to give up the TV as well. I think people will still be resistant to that. I feel a little bit resistant to God. Uh, like I can't wait to get rid of everything. Like I <laughs> I like other than like the physical things I need to sit on, like it was so great to like plop down a little a little clock on my on my desk in in, a, in AR. Like it was fantastic. I loved my little clock on my desk. Yeah. Well, you have to <laughs> I don't understand. have a clock right now. I have to go buy one from Amazon. This you have to understand that there's there's definitely something uh it's a it's a tough change for people like um i mean look at me clinging to all this old technology that's you know should be gone and is antiquated and nobody uses anymore but i get i derive some sort of enjoyment from this crap and uh like you you know you have your example of the like just plop a clock on your desk a virtual clock um what if that is the future of this AR stuff? You know, if it gets down to where we have like replacement eyes or contacts, like you can just put contacts on your eyes and they, they give you the, the HoloLens experience or whatever it is, and it becomes widespread. 
is that possibly the future of of owning things like what if you just don't own things anymore like you just have virtual things or you own virtual things like so everything that's quote on your own. virtual desk right quote quote unquote own uh, that's, that's kind of like how i feel worry. with digital games versus physical ones it's like i own these <laughs> like my biggest I can worry always get these. is that that's what it's going to come down to where you have to still buy the tv right right you buy the t the virtual tv yeah that you watch on your wall like yeah you you have to buy a seventy inch viewing. Yeah, thing yeah. Or fuck that. Like that's not what thing. I want. Like that that is my worry. Is that's that... a dangerous right. possible reality? But if it's all software and it's hackable, people, it seems like that would be a tough one for them to pull off without people totally getting around that very yeah. easily. I think yeah. that once also this becomes something that is every day, where it is something that you can just go buy some lenses and throw in your eyes, and it becomes life i really think that our definition of who owns digital objects is going to have to become a lot more rigid because <laughs> there's so many things that uh you know you there's stories of you buy a um a dvd and it comes with a digital copy well, that digital copy is actually drm'd and can expire if the uh publisher make some other deal and give some exclusive to someone else. Um, and so you actually don't own that digital copy. You are basically renting or leasing that digital copy. Uh, and I think that that needs to become a lot more defined when we start getting into things like this that are just like absolutely that, that you're, you're starting to replace the essentials in your life uh, with things that you might not own. Essentials. Well, (laughs) essentials. You know, it's like, but at some point, you know, like uh, some things that you don't think are essential become essential, like telephone. You know, it's like that's not really a quote essential thing, but uh, nowadays uh, it basically is. You know, telephone companies have to run lines to everyone if they want one. Um. And I feel like the internet will get there eventually, and maybe that might even creep into what we now. Would consu- consider luxuries, you know, like some f- some form of info stream, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also feel like there's going to be like because I've uh, um, a friend of mine got a 3D printer, and it's been fun to you know kind of see it and play around with it. But yeah, the question of who owns this digital file that I'm now going to make physical is a really big question. Um, and you know, you could do things like 3D print guns or 3D print uh, action figures from video games or cartoons that you know that the creator didn't get a license to do. Did you go to CES like this that? year? <coughs> yeah. Did you see the 3D yeah. printed car there? Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of neat. Yeah, exactly. Now, there's a a point where I feel like 3D printing just doesn't make, like, I've heard people like, 3D print a house, you know? And at some point, it's like, it's kind of easier, actually, to bring the parts and set the parts together and nail them together than it is to try to set up this big rig that's, like, permanent for, like, multiple days and then have that thing move around and create this thing. Uh, At some point, I'm kind of like, uh, traditional manufacturing may actually be the best way to use this here. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I really I I feel like 3D printing is we are in the command line computer era of 3D printing. You know, like it, we're in the the 70s when it comes like if you think of computers as a analogy is like we're in the 70s when it comes to computers with 3D yeah. printing where you can only do plastic, you can only do one color at a time. There's a few printers that can do multiple colors. There's a few printers that can do other other products. But uh, I feel like that is going to become more and more and more mainstream and more and more detailed and a lot more um, materials, uh, you know, not just plastics. You're going to get metals. You're going to get well, You can 3D synthetics. print metal, but like you said, it just takes – there's not, right. not, the, not the common 3D printers you buy. Right. Um, I have a feeling that like – a lot of other um, sort of looming technologies that have come and, and become normal that right now it looks like a crazy problem that that's nobody's gonna be able to make sense of and and whatever like you know you're talking with the, the rights and who owns what and so on and so forth right. but we have this weird sort of equilibrium that we fall into I feel where we we just sort of end up living with it without ever solving the problem. Does that make sense? Like, let's take music, for example. We never solved that. We didn't solve that problem. We, anybody, at any moment, can get any song they want almost immediately for free. Right now. I feel like they made it. It's a lot more difficult now, though, right? No, no, it's not. Not at all more difficult. I, I don't know. I feel like whenever I was in high school, I could Google and then click two links and get the song. Versus now, when you Google to try to download something, you're probably gonna end up with malware before you end up with the song. Google Pirate Bay music. Just but not, that's because I mean, they know that name of the song or name of the album, torrent. Go well. You had to know it back then too, though. You had to know I mean, it's what also, you were looking for. Nowadays, when it comes to music, like I could steal all of it, but I don't. Right. I subscribe to Spotify right. or I subscribe to. Well, you know, the answer fixed. has been charging reasonable prices and right. making it accessible. Like right. that's the that's the thing. That's the reason that people would go to a Napster or some other thing was because I want MP3s. It's not accessible. There are no stores selling it. You know, I'd have to go to a music right. store and buy an album and rip it and whatever. So, and I don't want the whole album either. I want just the the hit song, and then they're making me pay sixteen, seventeen dollars <clears throat> for this whole fucking album. I don't want right. blah 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 blah. Uh, Napster was way easier and way more affordable. Uh, <laughs> you know, but then iTunes came along, and you could buy the exact song you want. For 99 cents and it's a file on your computer that you can listen to whenever you want now it, it was drm but it was easy enough that your average consumer was like eh, i'll pay 99 cents because 90 paying 99 cents was easier and more palatable than going through the effort of like okay i'm gonna find a torrent site and you know right whatever like people won't just steal ow hey <laughs> guys ow <laughs> I talk with my hands too much. People won't just steal things all the time, no matter what. I mean, some people will, but but for the most part, when you've got that situation, I think 
I think most people would be fine with buying something or or whatever as long as it's it's reasonable as long as you make it easier than stealing. Right. Right. Yeah, I guess that's kind of what I meant by it's harder is I feel like back then Napster was super easy and you did not worry about constant malware like on some sites and like even like your banner ad like you need to make sure you have an ad blocker and before you go to Pirate Bay and things like that cuz you know, who knows what you know what pop-ups and shit's going to happen. Um, I feel like those sites are like it's like almost like going and getting a hooker or something. It's like you had to go to shady part of town um, <laughs> versus you know what I'm saying. Like instead of going to you know down to the store, sure. you're I don't know sure. you shop shopping yeah, in I the think, shady part of town. I think it's just another one of those things that's hard to measure because I I would say uh, that you know user savviness about that kind of stuff has increased in the in the meantime as well, along with it. So, I mean, sure, I mean, it, it, it does make sense that if it also, while it also became easier to buy the music that you want, it may have also become a little bit harder to just steal it too. Um, it certainly is a lot more complicated these days than just downloading, you know, uh, Napster or Kazaa or or whatever. What was that one? Fucking E-Donkey or I didn't use that E-Mule. one. E-Mule. E-Mule. <laughs> E-Donkey. E donkey, <laughs> it really kicks the donkey's ass. LimeWire, or whatever, yeah, Lime all those fucking things. Yeah, I mean, initially it was downloading it off of a website, and it's just gotten more complicated ever ever since. But mm. yeah, so I think that's I think with three D printing and and all these digital rights things like that, I think it's always going to be a sort of thing that we just fall into and we just sort of reach sort of a, a weird equilibrium of like well technically anybody could steal any of this anytime they want but eh, we just don't because we find something that that works well enough yeah i feel like amazon's gonna get in the 3d printing business i'm surprised they don't already have their own 3d printer that they sell oh, god it'd be awesome right. for for like um electronic parts or anything like that where you can just like yeah, I need a, I need a new, I need a couple of capacitors. You know, yeah. <laughs> right? Like I know Mattel made one where you can, and then they license out. You can print Mattel toys basically toys. Um, with their three D printer. Yeah, I think that model's going to fall on its face. I, I think that that's the 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 capitalist dream would be that you could have your own store. Like Mattel would exclusively sell all their toys. Through a 3D printing process, you just print the toy at home, like some kind of idealist, uh, capitalist future. Yeah. But I just don't think that that's going to be I tell you, man, if if Lego sold a Lego (laughs) 3D printer and you could buy the sets and it would print the fucking blocks for me, I'd be all over They would go out of business. Why? They would go out of business because uh, you could just print your own fucking Legos all of a sudden. Well, yeah, somebody would hack it, I guess. But, I mean, I I, if, if... if if I meant I mean if Lego sold me a three D printer and then they sold me, I would buy the sets I wouldn't buy the sets for I, the same price that I would buy them already printed. Yeah, but I think that's the real threat of three D printing is that um, it could annihilate society, the structures as we know them today. I mean, if you can just boil it all down to a three D schematic and print your own fucking Legos or print you know your own fucking anything. And you really don't need the company anymore. You don't need to. You don't need them to get your new Lego sets. Someone designs their own Lego sets online. They design their own new Lego parts, and you can pick and choose from whatever and just print your own. Like they don't need to be involved. They don't need to have anything to do with it. They can't really stop people from doing it. 
you know, stuff like that is, I think, a possible reality too. Where basically the only companies that that'll be left are the companies that make three D printers and the materials you use to print things. Right. (laughs) Just have that pipe to your home. It'll be a utility. (laughs) Printer utility powder. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Did you see Amazon has been working on this mobile warehouse blimp thing? Oh my fuck. No. They're insane. They are absolutely fucking yeah. insane. Oh, let me Google this so I can fucking put it in the dock. Um, this is bonkers. <clears throat> Mobile warehouse blimp. So they're going to make a blimp that has Amazon products in it. It's not like a blimp. It's them. like, uh, did you find it, Co? No, no. Oh, hold on. Yeah, here I, need, I, need to, I need to go to my door real quick. Be right back. His Amazon's okay. package is here. All right, there it is. Flying yeah. patent for a flying warehouse. Holy shit! Yeah, for their drones. Um, so it'd have a drone fleet, and the basically the blimp's got all the shit on it, and the little drones fly out of the blimp and bring you your shit to your house. They basically they can. Um, uh, the idea is like let's say the Super Bowl uh, is coming up. They 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 station a, a blimp over the Super Bowl and they can bring in whatever you need. Like you're in the parking lot and you need whatever, then here comes your drone with your whatever. Weird. That's so crazy. Uh, this doesn't seem practical at all. Like the amount of products, it's like oh here's a feather uh, in this blimp. Uh, we can ship feathers out of here and. We can also ship uh, lighter than air helium um, out of this blimp. <laughs> like, I can't imagine the the weight. Um, I guess I guess if you think of a, a normal like Goodyear blimp, it has people and yeah, metal and all sorts of shit in there. Like it says, the plan is that smaller airships uh. will be constantly uh, restocking it. Um, they bring personnel and supplies from the ground as well as carrying away waste. People on the ground use their computers to browse items currently floating over their heads and order them whenever they want. <laughs> so and, they're they're gonna wow. start this evil, creepy flying Amazon Empire thing. Right. Like it wouldn't like for instance, like I mean We're it's like right now becoming like, the cloud city. I'm imagining it with like matrix tentacles that are going like <laughs> 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 Uh, Actually, I just I just got my Prime now. Oh yeah, yeah. See, oh oh, look at that. That thing's the tiniest That's little so box. Awesome. Yep. Finally got my fucking hands on one of these motherfuckers. Unboxing. Unboxing. I it's am. so tiny. Um. Yeah, but like for instance, Prime now. Um. That's not available where I live, right? So the same thing. There wouldn't be a blimp anywhere near my where I live. But uh, you know, any any big event like a Woodstock type event type of thing. They they they, oh they God, bring they their fly a blimp. Oh, that's that's what I'm saying. Really cool. Yeah, they get it they get it there ahead of time. What and if they... there's a product release? They're like the blimp is sponsored by the new Echo Dot. Right, right. It would be so cool. <coughs> oh, is that a poster? That'd be awesome if that's a poster. Look at it. It's so tiny. It's right there. It's, it's adorable. Little itty bitty. It's a little baby. Oh, no baby, idiot. So didn't they? It's didn't they? Baby. Can't you crack that and like get more games or something like that? Yeah, yeah, they hacked it now. It only was a matter of time. <laughs> that is how do you, so uh, adorable. How do you? Ha- how do you hack it? Like, what do you have to do exactly? You uh, well, it's got a USB port on the back. Uh, okay, and so they can. You can like um, I guess you just flash it. <laughs> 
Why does it have a USB port on the back? The power. power. Oh, the power. See, that's where they You're fucked up. They're able to use up. it for data. That's where they fucked up, yeah. I Well, you know, what's funny is I think that I heard that they uh, released some source code that, you know, they did. They used some open source stuff, so they were required to release a few bits of source code. But I think they basically showed people how to crack it. Kill itty bitty and kill it. Set it on top of the old one behind you. Oh, yeah. It's like a little baby, little baby brother. Oh, that is so oh my tiny. God. Jesus, it's tiny man. Can you imagine? Go uh, just, just the only thing you get to do with a time machine is go back and take someone one of those, just blow Show their them. fucking mind. Show them the future. <laughs> oh yes. yeah. By the way, it has all of the NES games ever made on it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and we think one, of this, this as a little yes, toy. This is a piece of shit compared to what we actually have. That's full size, though. Yeah, yeah, you... that's awesome. I wonder now, if that. I heard fills that the cord is really short. The same. It is. Yeah, it is. It's a short cord. If yeah, it feels the, the same, I feel know. the same. Actually, I've heard that it does because it's basically pretty much based off the exact same original mold and everything. Mm. Right. Like I bought a USB one for my computer, and it does not feel the same. Yeah, it depends on who you get it from. But yeah, that looks uh, so cool. Let me get rid of the little. Cable or the little twist tie here, and it is not long. No, that's a not, short ass cord. Long, Jesus, yeah. Huh. But it is it is real nice. It's it's just like an original Nintendo controller. I probably have one. Yeah, it felt like it. Just that little bit of that I heard, like that's that brings back memories. <laughs> what? I don't know. I recognize Playing. that sound. I recognize that 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 <laughs> plastic on plastic sound. Oh man, where's your controllers go? Uh, what's that? I said, where are your controllers? I don't have like an original um, NES one. The only ones that I have out are the uh, the old dog bone controllers. Uh, but you can see how much cable there is there for yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Real yeah. long. Yeah. Yeah. That back in those days, you don't want to sit too close to the TV, otherwise you're going to get eye cancer. <laughs> eye cancer? I was never told, told eye cancer. No, I, I made that up. Yeah, go no, blind! I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's bad for your eyes. That's adorable, man. That's so yeah, that is a really short cord. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking with that. I yeah, that's as far as it goes. I think some companies have made wireless versions of this already, though, that work. Oh, with really? This. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. And that's it. I guess they what thought that since the thing that? is so tiny, you can just set it on your lap. Doesn't matter how long the cord is. Oh, no, wait, it does come with. Right, yeah, exactly. Right? Let's have a really long HDMI cable. Yeah. Right. It does right. come with a little USB power adapter. Well, it looks like it does come with an HDMI cable and, and such as well. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe I might get one. They're just also just adorable just to have around. Right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, minutes? for that same reason, I want to get the uh, the mini Famicom. Mm. Oh. Which the mini Famicom actually has two controllers attached to it because it's like just like the the original. Oh, so rather right. than having detachable controllers like ours, you like set it in. Yeah. 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 They're permanently That's connected cool. to it. 
I guess it, I you so. couldn't set them in because, yeah, the size is not the same. Right. The size won't be the same. No, no. Actually, right. the controllers are a little itty-bitty. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I think that's so. horrible. That's weird. That's yeah. crazy. Sure. <laughs> that's weird. I don't like it. I hate it. It's awful. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Uh, my my question is kind of sh- dumb, so maybe we should just end the, end the podcast. Yeah, we can end it here. That's cool. Um, Thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Minecraftlp.com slash podcast is a place to go uh, for all the links. RSS, iTunes, YouTube. And uh, you can also submit questions. We love answering your questions. Uh, we don't love reading your questions. They've been really shit lately, actually. No, just kidding. Um, so if you could give us some great questions, uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, Minecraftlp.com slash omgcraft. Uh, you win. Wait, what? Uh, recognition. Recognition. What you, you call is what it? You win. What you, Minecraft. You win. You call this OMG, OMG craft. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. That's yep. not. That's not anything. Uh, we that, that goes over nowhere. Let's <laughs> just start. Let's start the podcast over. <laughs> start the podcast. Uh, You're kidding. Did I say that? Yep. Yep. I'm gonna have to go back to the tape. Watch it. Minecraftlp.com slash <laughs> podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Did I say that before? That's weird. Minecraftlp.com slash podcast. The self-promotion uh, is out of control. Right? <laughs> uh, all right, we'll Stop see you guys. Stop plugging your shit, Chad. And uh, see y'all later. Bye. <laughs> Bye.